Good morning, everyone, or wherever you are in the world right now. This is your captain speaking, uh, and this podcast is It Can Always Be Worse. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. So, a couple interesting military headlines for you today. Uh, I'm going to jump into uh, one of the most interesting ones that I feel might have a direct impact on the Middle East in our time uh, there, militarily speaking. Uh, So, going back to my favorite website here, military.com, this is kind of interesting. Uh, and, th- and this is going to be like the main, the main bit that I cover on this one. Uh, let me find it here really quick. See, I always have it on my phone, and it's like it's like two clicks away, but I'm I'm still missing it. Um, let me just go into this one. Well, we have another headline that basically says, uh, you know, Johnson confirms uh, Senator, not Senator, but Boris Johnson. Um, and uh, from the United Kingdom confirmed that most British troops have left Afghanistan um, as well as US forces leaving the um, leaving the area in somewhat of a, a bad state uh, so what it comes down to is that the Taliban is claiming that it has control over 85% of Afghanistan as U.S. withdrawal looms. So I don't know if, uh, I mean, I'd have to read a little bit more, but I'm sure with the U.S. leaving, uh, you know, other NATO forces didn't necessarily want to stick around, uh, you know, as the, you know, as we've, as the U.S. in particular has been there for years, uh, going on since 1996, essentially. Um, and I'm sure even a little, little, little bit before that, but, um, yeah, the Taliban, uh, is claiming that, uh, they've, they have captured 250 out of 398 districts in Afghanistan. Uh, now the remaining, uh, areas that they haven't claimed, uh, have more of the Afghan government's control, um, the Taliban is more of the insurgents coming in and sort of filling that power void. And and from what some of the articles are saying is that they're just... The, the government forces are just laying down their weapons and essentially, you know, taking the train back to, back to home base there, back to, uh, you know, Kabul. But, uh, I mean, uh, it's... it's uh, it's an interesting time, and uh, one of the warlords in another article uh, is is sort of you know like slamming the U.S. for like hey you know, like you cut you guys could have gave us a heads up because they're the the Taliban are making incredible progress within just a 24 hour time frame. So when I said that they they are saying that they captured uh, all of these districts, that happened within a 24 hour time frame. I think everybody over there is panicking that, like, okay, the, the U.S. is leaving, um, and the Taliban's, like, you know, getting all crazy about it, like, oh, yeah, we're, we're gonna go in there, we're gonna catch some districts, <laughs> oh, boy, uh, yeah, because that's, that's what Taliban insurgents sound like, um, but, 
yeah, uh, the other thing too that I want to mention before I get off on another topic is that uh, the uh, military.com also noticed, or you know, maybe uh, Associated Press picked up on it or some such, but um, President Biden and um, the um, White House press secretary Jim Psaki uh, sort of noted, or not noted, but it has been noted that there's no fanfare with pulling out of uh, Afghanistan. It's been talked about since, uh, I want to say, the Obama administration, you know, because he, if you guys remember back then, he was talking about the, the timetable, and that was the big buzzword back then. We're going to set a timetable, and, uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to have a timetable, uh, and we're going to pull people home. And we'll, we see now that it's only through up to this uh, administration. But I will, I will tread lightly here when I say this. But I feel like somebody in D.C. may be really trying to, to get a win here. Uh, and this, this was the easy way to do it, I feel like. So it may put our our uh our allies in jeopardy in in afghanistan um now with that being said um there's another school of thought that's basically saying like you know they need to you know they need to um stand up on their own two feet like we need to stop you know essentially baby babying them or like we are allowing them to to um use us as a crutch sort of thing now with that being said too so there's always this this like flip side of that coin um now they have some uh some pave hawks over there uh that as we pull out they don't have the capability to maintain them properly is is from what the article posited it um so we're trying to figure out how to sort of give them the help them keep their advantage because as of yet the the Taliban has no uh, no air uh, and by air I just mean uh, no aircraft um, so they have no no way to sort of uh, combat that threat um, so I mean that's one thing they have going for them you know no having not many if at all any maintainers uh, that's that's gonna be the big detriment. If something goes wrong on that thing, you can count that air superiority like uh, as good as nil. All right, so so moving on, I, I really wanted to cover that one just because you know there's been so much talk of our our affairs in the world and things of that nature, especially under the the past administration and going into this one, like what is it gonna look like, you know? So. Um, so, interesting, the, the government of Haiti is requesting U.S. assistance after, uh, after an assassination. Um, so, the Pentagon confirmed late Friday that the Haitian government requested a security, assa- requested security, assassinate, I keep saying assassination, that's not it! Okay, they requested security assistance in the wake of the assa- assassination of President Jovenel Mo- Moise, Jovenel Moise, 
Um, now this one's interesting because uh, there has been a number of Colombians and uh, two Americans, two Haitian Americans. That that's exactly what it is. twenty-six Colombians and two Haitian Americans. As as of yet, the the two Haitian Americans have been captured. Um, I think they've been extradited, extradited, but I'm not sure. Um, 17 of them were detained. Uh, three were killed by ha- Haitian police uh, during a shootout. Now, uh, this was an attempted coup, uh, so the, the government is asking for um, uh, for assistance in uh, both the investigation uh, and um, and security. Um, so, but. Uh, President Biden has uh, issued his his uh, condemnation of that attack, uh, the attempted coup. But um, yeah, that that's that's the big thing. I, I if you, if you know anything about history uh, and coups and things of that nature uh, and that relationship with um, you know uh, with the U.S., uh, it, it's very interesting, uh, and I would I would encourage you all to uh, to do your research on that just a little bit, just to learn about the history. Um, so uh, this one kind of bugs me. <laughs> uh, this is my it can always be worse moment. Uh, so when I was going through basic training not so long ago, uh, COVID was just hitting, and uh, no no uh, no visitors allowed. Which is very disappointing, and it, it it's frustrating because we had that experience taken away from us. We didn't have rap program, we didn't have um, you know our families there to be with us, especially after you know no no way to get off base. Um, so it was a very very difficult time, and I I still do feel like something was taken from me. Um, even my family lives in Texas. Like, some of my family, my immediate family, lives in Texas, and they couldn't even come see me. Uh, It's just very frustrating and disappointing. Uh, And I get why they did it, but, um, it's just, I remember the makeshift masks that they had for us. Um, I I, I literally had a coffee filter over my mouth. (laughs) Um, But, you know, that was, it was a mask shortage, and the whole country was experiencing that, so... But yeah, now they're. But you have to have a vaccine if you're going to uh, be in attendance. You have to have a vaccine card. So it's basically like you either get the shot or don't come. Uh, which I don't know. It, it, with all the information coming out about these shots and having them pulled just as quickly as they've been approved, uh, I, I just. I don't know. I, I just personally, I don't like it. I don't like the way that they're they're forcing it. Uh, and I'm talking not about the the government, but about these companies. I don't like how they're forcing it. Um, like you can only go here if you do this. You know, get this shot, uh, and then them. You know, having no. There's no. There's no culpability. They they have no because when you get the shot. They basically say, like in in uh, in your you know contract for getting this vaccine or whatever, like if you elect to get it, then um, it, it essentially, at least from a military standpoint, 
Uh, well, I don't actually. Yeah, it is an experimental drug, uh, and as such, you elect to get it. And if something goes wrong, that's on you. Um, so, I, I think that's wrong because, uh, yeah, it's it's experimental, but at the same time, like, how are you taking zero responsibility for it? Like, that's I don't know. That that seems crazy to me. Um, but that being said, also, um, if you're in the Marine Corps, you know, good news. If you're in the Marine Corps and vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. Now, that's sort of... I... Yeah. I, I feel like this is... It's a weird phase of, like, dying down as far as COVID goes. And at the same time, like... I feel like these news outlets are still trying to promote that COVID is still going on. Like, it's still getting worse. Um, but, I don't know. It's such a frustrating time. Especially, like, when you're, um... I don't know what what other, you know, what other bases like are in other parts of the world. But, um, it is frustrating for our service people to, you know, essentially have all these restrictions and stuff. And... It's very, it's very bothersome, um, but you know, I get it, you know, respect the host country, and, you know, we abide by their, you know, regulations and stuff, but, anyway, alright, you know, I'm, I'm getting off my soapbox, guys, I'm getting off the frickin' soapbox, uh, and the last one, and I, I, <laughs> this one's kind of funny, um, sham marriages, only here, only sold here at Fort Bragg. Um, that's, that's my own little headline for it, but, um, real quick, this, uh, this is just a kind of funny one to me, uh, but an army sergeant who's, who was assigned to Fort Bragg, uh, in North Carolina, uh, he's been convicted of, uh, conspiracy to commit marriage fraud, marriage fraud, um, you know, and, and apparently there's a whole ring of people. And, and please do not lose the, the irony of them calling it, uh, you know, uh, marriage, uh, marriage ring, because it's, well, when I first read the, uh, the title of the article, I thought they were just talking about, like, you know, a, a sham ring, as in a sham marriage ring, but, uh, no, it's, it's much better than that, there's a whole ring of people doing this, um, but it is exactly what you think it is, it is, um, it is individuals who are helping to arrange marriages between service members and um, foreign nationals trying to get citizenship. So, you know, and with that, you know, of course, you'd be getting, you know, uh, the benefits of whatever bargain that they strike up in terms of money, benefits, etc. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office uh, is, is dealing with that. Yeah, but I'm not going to go too far into that. I just thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah, and so now we're, we're going to jump into uh, some local news to the U.S. Uh, we've got the uh, Civil War Monument uh, in Charlottesville, Virginia. You will remember Charlottesville, Virginia from the um, civil unrest that occurred there. And unfortunately, uh, an individual lost her, her life uh, in Charlottesville, the downtown area. Um, and the aftermath of this is that finally the, um, 
a the Confederate monument of Robert E. Lee. It's uh, it's going to be taken down at Market Street, July 9th, 2021, which is not that far away. So the city council decided on that. Um, and uh, there's been, yeah, there's just been a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of things happening in Charlottesville, Virginia. But I thought that was interesting to note, especially with the, the debates of, you know, like, is it history or is it, you know, uh, is it history or is it racist? Is it, uh, you know, is it, should we celebrate history for what it is, as ugly as it is? Uh, should we put it in a museum? Uh, now, however you, you come down on that whole debate, um, I, personally, uh, I, I believe that, that we need to see history for what it is, you know, like have, have it all laid out there. Now, whether that takes the, the, whether society deems that it takes the form of, um, of, uh, these statues being in a museum, like, you know, there's certainly a precedence for that. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what shakes out in Charlottesville and, and around the country. Uh, predominantly going to be in the East Coast, uh, you know, because, you know, original 13 colonies, that, that stuff, and um, there's not as much Civil War history um, in other places. Um, also, on well, let me let me get to more bad news. <laughs> well, not, the, the last one wasn't bad news, uh, but I would say let me get one bad thing out of the way before we get to a good thing. So, um, let me pull this up for you guys real quick. But uh, I, I don't know if you guys remember this one, uh, but. Uh, in the, during the, I want to say the height of the Me Too movement, uh, there was a young woman named, uh, Sarah Everard, uh, and she is from South London, oh, she was from South London, pardon me, um, and she went missing, and they were trying to find her, she was just on her way back from her friend's place, uh, when she was kidnapped, essentially raped and murdered, so pardon me for the trigger on that one for anybody out there, um, but uh, apparently a police officer admitted to that, uh, admitted to being the one who did it, uh, which is uh, not good. So it's an increasing time of uh, distrust between citizens and, and police forces. This is uh, not good. So yeah, he, he admitted to, to kidnapping and raping uh, Sarah. Um, and uh, he, he's also the one that committed murder. Um, so not great. Um, but, uh, and you can read more on that uh, at NPR uh, under the article. Uh, by the AP, a UK police officer admits that he murdered Sarah Everard. Um, and let's see. Uh, but, you know, my heart goes out to her and her family. Uh, may she rest in peace. But 
On a, on a lighter note, um, two good things. Uh, so it looks like we have uh, um, pandas no longer being endangered. You know, pretty freaking sweet if you ask me. Um, I like pandas, but they're pretty violent apparently. Well, uh, yeah, like I said, this, this is a positive though. This is, we, everybody hates to see endangered animals. So the fact that they're now off this list is fantastic. Um, so that's my little little positive thing for you for the day. Uh, uh, but on another downside, GM, uh, if you have a motor vehicle uh, produced by GM, uh, particularly the uh, pickup uh, variety, you uh, may have a possibility of an exploding side airbag. Wow, right? Give it the old uh, Owen Wilson. Wow. That's, uh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so they're recalling over 400,000 pickup trucks in the U.S. because uh, side airbags can explode without warning and spew parts into the cabin. Good God, that sounds like a freaking frag grenade. <laughs> Or like one of those freaking uh, bombs or whatever that has uh, that those uh, makeshift like nail bombs or something like. Oh god, so freaking horrible! Like, thank you, GM, for for making this possible for me to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So they've recalled the uh, covers of 2015 and 2016 Chevrolet and GMC Sierra 1500, 2500, and 3500 trucks. Um, US, def uh, U.S. safety regulators said that the airbag inflator can rupture or the uh, cap can fly off. That sucks. I don't like that. GM, you need to get on crap. Um, but, hmm. Yeah, that's, that's going to do it for this show. Um, if you guys want to look into another feel-good story... Uh, Apparently, a first African American to win spelling bee uh, also holds three basketball world records. It's pretty amazing stuff, you know. As always, proud to be American, uh, you know, and proud of any Americans who are uh, who are successful. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be it. You know, you could be you could be living in Afghanistan right now. It it could always be worse in that way. Uh, you you could be uh, you could be you know what, I should just stop now because there's a lot of things that I've read today that could be worse. Uh, and you know, you, 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 yeah, I think you know where I'm going with this. But uh, just appreciate what we have, appreciate this great country, and just remember, it can always be worse. And uh, that's, that's where we're going to leave it here today, ladies and gentlemen. As always, thank you for listening. Um, please support the show. Um, you know, give it, give it, give it a, uh, send me a message if you like what you hear. Um, if you don't, you're probably not listening anyway. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. And we'll see you in the next episode.